Hey everyone, Zach here. I am proud to announce that we will be holding a contest beginning on November 9th and ending on November 26th. We will be giving away three Spider-Man Homecoming digital codes to three winners. It's not Star Wars, but I imagine most people won't complain about Spider-Man. The three winners will be drawn on November 27th and notified that same day. To enter to win one Spider-Man Homecoming digital code, you need to leave Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast, a review on iTunes. It's that simple. Once you have left us a review on iTunes, please send an email to kovpodcast at gmail.com with the following information. One, make sure the subject line of the email reads, quote, Spider-Man Homecoming Contest, end quote. Two, your full name. Three, an email address where you can be contacted, and four, the title of your review, so we know that you're the person who actually wrote the review. That's it, and you'll be entered to win. If you have any questions, please contact me on Twitter, at Rogue Knight. Here are some restrictions. One, only one entry slash review per person, and two, U.S. listeners only. Sorry, international listeners, but unfortunately, these codes don't work outside the U.S., and if you missed any of this, please check the show notes or there'll be a link to read all these rules of the contest in extrusingly long, detailed. And without further ado, on with the show. For those who remember, for those who will never forget, and for a whole new generation who will experience it for the very first time. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Tonight, we're talking the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Check out our sponsor, SkywardFunSupply.com, from Funko Pops to three and three quarter inch figures, and all the way to six inch black series. SkywardFunSupply.com, your home for all your Star Wars toy needs. My name is Zach Weber. Tonight, I am joined by Mark. Hello, everyone. And Zenger. I just want to say, I'm not doing a quote this week because I went to go see Thor, and when the Porg came on screen for the trailer, everyone in the theater cheered, and when the Crystal Fox came on, some people booed. <laughs> just pointing that out. Just pointing that out, people. <laughs> what, was that? what was Ellie's thoughts on that? Oh, she hasn't seen... We, we actually had to go to separate, separate viewings of Thor because of um, kids and scheduling conflicts. Oh. But yeah, I went to go see a matinee, and um, yeah, that, that the theater was very... Proud of that Porg and very upset at the Crystal Fox. Yeah. Oh, man. I like to believe that in Ellie showing, somebody cheered for the um, Crystal Fox and then booed the Porg. Um, it will probably be her doing both of those. <laughs> That's all that matters. Oh, funny. As we're actually talking, Mr. Stingray is sending me stuff on Twitter right now. Yeah, it's actually I just saw. Yes, Mr. Stingray actually is the one who... Oh, Zenger, you're going to love this. EA is buying Respawn for over $400 million. <clears throat> outbidding Nexon. Deal includes Titanfall 3 and Star Wars. Okay, yeah, Respawn's been working on something with Star Wars, but I've never been able... And I, I mean, when I say never been able to find out anything, I mean, I'll see that they're working on something, go look it up, and then, then not find anything, and then completely forget about it the next time I look it up. So, I, I'm, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm so interested... EA- you know, I'd like to imagine EA is kind of okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I just watched rewatched the Matrix trilogy, so I'm gonna make an analogy real quick. I kind of feel like EA is the Agent Smith of the video games Matrix. They're slowly infecting every single part of it until eventually there's gonna be a virus on the system that just destroys everything. So they're Disney, but in video game form. 
I don't be surprised in the next five years that Disney tries to buy EA. If they haven't already, secretly. I, I'm terrified. I am so scared of Disney right now. It's not even funny. Uh, so I, I, I don't want to distract us too much, but what do you guys think about that deal going through? Or possi- the, the possibility of the Fox buyout deal? I have so many conflicting feelings on that. Do you want to go ahead, Mark? Because I feel like I'm going to spend five minutes on this. I haven't read a whole lot about it. My understanding is that that Disney wants to buy the uh, the Fox Entertainment uh, division or something like that. So that, but that supposedly its real purpose is to get like the you know all the Marvel characters that Fox you know like got licensed out back in the like the nineties to get them back under the Disney wing, um, so that they can use those characters, so that Marvel Studios can use those characters. Um, but uh, I, I maybe I, I might be a little bit. Uh, inaccurate here um but that was my that was a gist of what i read who knows well, if that's gonna happen well essentially what it is would be news corp uh which is the parent company of all the fox stuff would basically sell everything but uh the news division and the sports did like they'd sell the broadcast network all the fx fxx uh, fox movie network it basically be all the like the movie studio, all the entertainment basically, and uh, the real again. I don't want to say the short sighted opinion on this. Like, oh great, now we can have Deadpool and, and uh, what's his name, Wolverine in the MCU. And it's like, yeah, that's great though. But the problem is that think of all the other stuff Fox owns that Disney. Like, how's Disney? Like, Disney has a squeaky clean image. They really do, despite the fact they do some they do some weird things here and there. But like you're not going to see Disney releasing an R-rated Predator film. You're not going to have Disney releasing this again. You're not going to get um, just for example, Seth MacFarlane's The Orville from a Disney-owned Fox. You're not getting <laughs> that. Like I said, I really love The Orville, but that's a topic for another day. Like a channel like Fox News wouldn't be, you know, Disney no. wouldn't go under Disney. Okay, no, News Corp wants to keep that. They're keeping the the, the news and the sports. That's essentially all they'd be keeping from the. But the channel goes too, like well, actual Fox Channel. Yeah, the the broadcast network, FX, like all their all, basically everything but the sports and the news. So what Fox about like- Business Network would stay. Fox Sports One would stay. So uh, are they doing the- this to possibly just be like, okay, well, if you guys don't want to do that deal, then at least sell us back the Marvel properties. I don't think it's. I don't think it has anything to do with Marvel. I think that's just a, a positive benefit of it. I think that's that's just one benefit among many. I don't I, know if I can see them going through with it though. Oh yes, you because you know what Disney's trying to do. Disney is it, it okay, create but- a very interesting monopoly though. Well, that's what that's what's going to come down to this, it, or it's going to be one among many. The problem is that, again, you guys probably know, about five to ten years ago, the joke used to be all of media is owned by eight companies. So eight companies more or less decide everything, you, all of your entertainment, all of your news, basically everything. The problem is that in a decade from now, it's going to be maybe three companies, and Disney's going to be one of them because Paramount's about the Paramount Viacom's about to collapse. Um, Sony's on the verge of collapsing. Warner Brothers and all, the, and that's that's Time Warner. They're fine. Um, they're buying. Again, they have their own problems with AT and T and all things like that. Uh, who else is left besides that? Um, well, their comic book division got a huge bump recently, so I mean, at least they got well, that. Well, that, the, that, that's a very specific angle. But then you also have. Um, no, uh, I was talking about the Brian Michael Bendis. 
Yeah, but that's yeah that, that that's its own thing though. That's that's its own that's its own world in a, in a larger universe. Yeah. Then you have um, Comcast with um, NBC Universal Comcast. They're fine. That's what I mean. Though. Like, I would be surprised. That's uh, yeah. That's the Viacom's part of Paramount. Oh my bad. And they're, and they're on the verge of collapsing. Uh, not really? CBS. CBS. CBS is fine, but Paramount's in really. C- Paramount's almost in as much trouble as Sony is, except no one's really. It's kind of like which is worse: uh, a ship going down in flames, everybody's watching, or a ship going down in flames and nobody's sitting there watching because nobody cares. Which which is worse? And that's what I think. I wouldn't be surprised in ten years. It's going to be Disney, Comcast. Oh, and, T- and Time Warner. It's going to be or whoever it is. We go whatever the final thing is with them. Uh, the parent company of Time Warner. It's going to be the three of them. That, that's what's going to be in 10 years. Cause, or what's even more scary, what if Apple tries to get involved with this? Or Google? Or it's, like, it's only a matter of time until Google tries to buy Netflix. Only a matter of time until Google eventually gets Netflix to sit there bow down. And then, ooh, ooh, it's going to be... I don't think Monopoly is a strong enough term. I feel like I've overstepped the, the, to- the bounds of the topic, so... You, I, I love um, talking about this. Yeah. Do you think that if that you know would Disney uh, run into some like sort of like uh, antitrust issues if they tried to like do that with uh, you know the whole with Fox? Um, all de- yeah. all depends on the politicians at the current moment. Um, the the argument probably would be made when it comes to buying some of these things. Maybe not Fox. Um, I think Fox. The people again. The Murdochs are too clever. To sit there sell to sell cheap. I swear they're the ones who leaked this story to CNBC because their stock prices jumped through the roof within five minutes of this being uh, um, written up. I, I swear this is they're, they're playing a long term game with this. Again, I said five years from now it could very well happen. It could happen tomorrow. Who knows? Like right, like like for example, the, you know the whole thing with the uh, with the merging of AT and T and Time Warner, and you know the other day uh, just came out something about that. Um, the what was it the Department of Justice um, mm-hmm. is you know trying is is saying that there's going to be a condition that they may have to divest uh, uh, Time Warner may have to divest um, you know their Turner uh, Brock you know Turner uh, division which and you know there's a I don't want to get too too political here but you know um, that's one of the things that that's you know that they're 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 doing that they're saying that to you know these companies because of antitrust issues that there may be too much consolidation if they keep this you know this division um but i don't i don't know um you know it, it goes into like cnn and stuff and you know that well maybe. yeah oh no that's like, i because the issue is going to come down to is that it's good you're not going to see these companies the problem is these companies are not going to again depends they might sell out early which is what's probably going to happen with news corp um, but the other issue is when they eventually die, like I keep saying with Sony and Paramount. So the issue is, let's say, let's just make up for an example. Let's say Warner Brothers wants to buy out, wants to buy Paramount from Viacom, or well, Paramount Viacom's weird because there's some, there's a weird corporate split they had a couple a few years ago. But for the sake of argument, let's just say that they want to buy that. The issue is going to be when they want, when they have to obviously go through the the legal proceedings. The issue is going to be. Oh, would you rather have us become a larger company or uh, have us lay off thousands of people? And that's going to be the argument they use to get approved for all this. Wouldn't it be better off these people stay in the private sector with, with well-paying jobs as opposed to being out on the curb but have a smaller company? And that's how they're going to get around this. It's just – plus things change. 
I don't know. Like I said, all the stuff about with, with Trump and CNN, I, I again, there's a there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of static there. It's hard to read the tea leaves about what's real and what's not. Yeah, too much. Too much. There's a lot of over sensationalism with that and such. Ryan Johnson's directing a a Star Wars trilogy. Okay, this broke today. We are recording this as of November 9th. Thanks to listener Mr. Stingray, even though that's not his Twitter handle. I like calling him Mr. Stingray. He's the only person who I'm convinced actually listens to this. So thank you, Mr. Stingray. So Ryan Johnson is directing a Star Wars trilogy. What are our initial thoughts, gentlemen? Well, um, I read the article, which was uh, posted on the official Star Wars website. And, um, you know, it said something that had nothing to do with the the Skywalker saga, you know, their legacies. Um, Immediately, I think... All right, so if it's not going to be him, you know, it's, and it's still going to be in universe, still canon. So maybe a Knights of the Old Republic, you know? Yeah, that's Republic. what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Uh-uh. That's exactly where my mind uh-uh. went. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. You know why? I- I've read this. I've read this over now. This line of of the announcement, and this is the part that's worth noting. This is kind of like you could reread again, and I quote. Johnson will introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy that Star Wars lore has never been, where that, I'm sorry, of the galaxy that Star Wars lore has never been before been explored. So you could do Old Republic because according to their new what's canon, what's not, they basically blighted almost all of that from existence. No, but they say Star Wars lore. If you look up the definition of, I, I know I'm doing semantics here, but it says lore. And when I think of the word lore, I think that encompasses a better podcast everything. than us. <laughs> that, podcast used to, that podcast used to be good until he sold out. Shots uh, fired from us. It's true. That used to be a really good podcast until like there was like a million ads in it, and then now it's like a TV series that has like nothing to do with the actual yes, it's podcast. On Netflix. No, no, Amazon, Netflix. Amazon, Amazon. My bad. Amazon. Which which podcast was this? Lore. Yeah. Uh, more was of it. But um, no, um, I mean, it could still be <laughs> it, it, it could still be Old Republic, but completely new characters. Nothing from like the video games and stuff mm, or books I, that we've read. I'm inclined to say no because it, you still it says it, it makes no bones for a, a, a corner of the galaxy that Star Wars lore has never before explored. So you think about it, never been explored. That is a very lofty statement to make. That is a that is a really because originally when I heard this, I thought they were, we were finally getting that Obi Wan trilogy because like, as you guys know, that's every single time that Obi Wan movie comes up, it's always referenced as a trilogy of films. So it's like, oh, this makes perfect sense. But why? What? But why would you make it a trilogy? I I, I mean I I I, 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 I love Obi Wan as much as the next person, but I can't see a trilogy. Yeah, but that always seems to come. Anytime that movie, that, that character standalone film comes up, it's always referenced in the context of it's going to be a trilogy of films. Wait, wait, so, hold on. Um, so okay, so it says new characters from a corner of the galaxy. Um, you know, maybe, the unknown maybe, regions. Yeah, maybe. Uh, look, maybe it's a ref. Maybe maybe we gotta look at this in context and say, maybe it's just referring to stuff that we see in the movies only. So. I don't know, yeah. but it's, but it's, but you notice it says because a corner of the galaxy that Star Wars lore has never been explored. Not the not that Star Wars films has never been explored. They could very easily have changed that to Star Wars media, 
the fact that they're saying in every again when you think of the okay I'm going to go define the word lore right now just to make my this to make my case a little bit more ironclad. And the first thing you type in lore and you get the stupid TV series, not even a definition. Dear lore has media conquered the culture. Okay, lore definition noun. A body of traditions and knowledge on a subject or held by a particular group, typically passed from person to person by word of mouth. Uh, synonyms, mythology, myths, legends, stories, traditions, folklore, fables, oral tradition, mythos. I'm, I'm, like I said, I, I, not to repeat myself, but that seems like everything. Like, you could take out the word lore and put mythos. That's okay, essentially- I, I got a definition for you too then. Okay. I looked up the Urban Dictionary definition. Oh God! No! 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 <laughs> Hold on! No 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 no, no! 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 I got no. this! I got this! This is a this is a PG podcast, sir. No, you're fine. No. You're you're fine. You're fine. It's a weird sex act. <laughs> no, it isn't. Horrible it isn't. to a woman. Well, hold on. I'm hold on. Let, let me see what definition two is. No, okay, we're still no. good. We're, we're, we're good. I mean, okay, no. I got it. If he typed no. this out of rim, then you'd be right. But you know that's it. Yeah. Stop! Stop! <laughs> the, the collective Stop. history and some of all knowledge available about a certain fantasy or sci-fi universe. There you go. The story or reasoning behind occurrences, usually a story or a novel that has become media. Oh, I'm not basing this off Urban Dictionary. I doubt whoever wrote this. So boy. Publicity. Oh, this this PR thing here, 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 went to Urban Dictionary. Here's my argument as to why it can possibly be old republics. Because look, let's think about this: all the movies that have come out and all the media, you know, that's not old republic stuff, has always been connected to you know the main the main movies. You know, it's always been about the Force. You know, things that have to do with the old republic, the Empire. Uh, you know, any anything that you can think of right now, you know, it's all it all it all has to do with you know stuff that happens between episode <laughs> one and episode nine. Oh, I'm glad you finally looked at the screen share, by the way. So, you know, um, this podcast so, is awful. So, old Republic stuff is pretty detached. You know, for what we know of old Republic, that's pretty detached. From stuff from episode one through episode nine, any media that covers events in between the movies. So what I'm trying to argue, what I'm what I'm trying to make, you know, I'm trying to make a case here for the old Republic that old Republic stuff, you know, at least from what we know, you know, you know, outside of canon because you know it's not canon right now, but it's been pretty detached um, from you know things from episode one through episode what you know what's going to be episode nine, uh, you know, and any form of anything any form of media from in between uh the episodes has been pretty detached yeah they talk sith and jedi but aside from that you know none of the events that occur in the old republic say anything about events that happen starting off on episode one the phantom menace um so that's why that's my argument as to why i think it could possibly cover that um you know why why possibly you know people think of lore they think of you know, episode one through episode nine and everything in between. So, um, I don't know. That's my argument. Um, that's why I could possibly be old Republic stuff. The only question that I have though, um, so, and we, and we may be, we may, we probably can talk about this later on, but, um, so there was always this rumored third spinoff, um, you know, with the, with this announcement, like it begs the question, are we going to have that third spinoff in 2020 or not? Uh, you know, um, but, you know, because because you know it, 
we've been waiting for the announcement of that, and then all of a sudden, you know, we get this one instead, which which is exciting. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm curious if that third spinoff will happen anyhow. So it sounds like Ryan Johnson uh, will be like the creator of this trilogy, or he's going to be involved in you know all three movies of this trilogy, but that he will. Uh, He's only going to direct the first one, and then he won't direct the other ones. That, that that's going to be a uh, you know to be determined stuff. Maybe he's going to be the executive producer of all three. I'm wondering. Could they do it in the future? Like no, the there's definitely going to be. Future? Th- there's no way they're going to do it in the future because that would, that would, it's going to be kind of like what Lucas had to do with the prequels. It's going to force them into a corner eventually. This okay. There's three. Th- thinking about this, there's three things that has to be involved with one. It has to be in the past because I'll give them as much. They can go as far back as they want without any sort of leaning on anything. They can kind of do whatever they want. If they go far enough into the past. Two, I'm convinced it has to be about the, the the origins of the Force, just because that seems to be what they're doing. Because everything with Star Wars now seems to be about spirituality. Again, like I, I've referenced numerous times between. The 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 Lasat and their people's version of the Force. You have the Bendu. I, I know, like Zenger knows from the comics. You have Poe Dameron's parents in the Force Tree. Yes, uh, there's all that that sort of weird stuff. So you, ha- I think that's gonna be a third thing. Plus, it also will connect to the films uh, in a very uh, inadvertent way. In that we know Luke during the events of between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens is looking for the first Jedi Temple. I'm thinking that maybe that's what this is. Maybe it's the origins of the Jedi or the origins of the first Forced user or um, the Force user, the very first one. So Old Republic. They go before so. the no, no Old Republic takes place thousands of years after that. Like you're talking like twenty five thousand years before the events of the the episode films. Yours as far away as possible from the from the story of Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker. You you could not be further removed from them. And I'm thinking, but you could probably. But that's what I mean. You probably could connect it to the Last Jedi and the sequel trilogy. And that who knows? You could sit there have, uh, uh, I don't know. Let's say there's a planet in the Last Jedi we have not seen yet, or even Episode Nine, and that's where it's going to be again. The very first Jedi Temple. Or the first Force user, it could be something. I, I think they're going to go so far back. They're going because I don't know. I think doing the Old Republic, there's too much. Oh, I don't want to say expectations to that, but there's there's too much just a preconceived notion. That's that's the right term. And they just that's too messy anyway. Imagine trying to explain to people. Oh, imagine what went on during the prequels, mixed with the Clone Wars, but you have. Troops that look like clone troopers, but they're not clone troopers. Like it's, it's just too hard to explain that. And I'm plus, confused you, already. Well, it's true. Remember, you remember that, Zan? Remember when the Old Republic, that the Bioware game came out, and they had those. Well, like, here's this trailers? thing that takes place thousands of years in the past, but yet somehow the technology has not advanced at all. And on top of that, everyone kind of looks like they do thousands of years in the future. Well, well, but there's yeah. a cowboy hat on that guy. <laughs> those cinematic, but, but, but that's my point, though. Going back to those cinematic trailers, I remember when those all like came out during 2010 or so. But they were awesome. I know they're awesome, but you know how many people were so? There were so many people that were confused, thinking like, "Oh, look at all the clone troopers." No, they're Republic troopers. What's the difference? Thousands of years, and the fact that they're not clones. They're they're people that enlisted into the army. Oh, 
And he had to explain to all these people, like, all this was like, oh, oh I forget who the, the protagonist was from that game. Um, not from the game, but from those trailers. What was it? The, the girl with the two lightsaber, the, the, the double-bladed, like, blue lightsabers. But then you had, like, the Republic Trooper, the one that gets unmasked, it looked just like Tomorrow Morrison. So people were convinced that it really was a clone trooper. Like they, they, they kind of forced they, they they forced themselves into a corner with that one just by the aesthetic of it all. You know those trailers were magnificent, like Zenger was saying. I don't know. I do not think we're getting old Republic. I think we're going even past the old Republic. We're going well before that even takes place. But the fact that it's not going to have any characters from the episodes films leads me to believe that we're not. I guess you're going to have probably a lot of planet referencing. But this is going to be, Lord, this is going to be Lucasfilm's most ambitious film ever. You can't force Darth Vader into it. You can't force TIE Fighters and X-Wings and Adat Walkers into it. How on earth are they going to sit there and do this? Because, again, think about that. That's all the, the, the fan base wants is just everything being incestuous and everything being connected to each other. Or let me rephrase that. They want everything being blatantly connected to each other. Yeah, I, I, I wonder. Um, well, actually, you know, I know I said this earlier, but are, are we sure that this new trilogy is going to be canon to you know what we have right now? I this can't imagine a world where it's not. You no, know, this announcement isn't saying anything specific about canon, but you know, like you said, I, I, you know, we can't imagine that it would that it wouldn't be. I don't know. It is a mystery still. Um, like you know, I guess the question is how detached will this be from you know what we have right now? Um, you know, uh, how close would it be? I mean. You know, are we talking like that? Are we talking detached, like like being so far in the past, or you know, something still peripheral, like I it's, don't know, like an like an adventure, like in some planet while the Clone Wars is happening, or something like that? I don't know. I mean, I'm, it's I'm, set so far in the past that it could technically be a world's future. You do that too, but that's, yeah, you could do that, but that'd be a really hard one to convey to to general audiences. Oh no, that's 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 just just me spouting out stupid. So, well, that's a, but the thing about those that like like selling Star Wars fans on a Star Wars movie is not hard. No. Um, you know what's hard to do? Try communicating to the general audience that thinks about think about it. We think about Star Wars about three about three to twelve times every day. At least, no, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, but think about it. the majority. Of, what makes Star Wars money, or what makes Lucasfilm money, which in turn makes Disney money, are people who think about Star Wars maybe twice every year. They think about Star Wars when they go buy their ticket, and they think about Star Wars when they leave the theater, and that's pretty much all they think about it for the entire year. And that's and that's who makes these things money. Diehard fans do not make these things money. They make they they sit there and make some money, but it's not nine hundred something million dollars worth of box office gross. That's that that's not the reality of the situation. So that's my thing though, is that if they go so like ten, they want to do something new, but they need to lean on iconography. They need to lean on X Wings and TIE Fighters. I don't think they're out of the woods yet, or even whenever this gets released. I that's one thing we have to talk about too, when we think this is gonna get released. I don't think they have people familiar with or completely on board the same way like Marvel now has with Thor. And we might get into Thor's Ragnarok spoilers just for the sake of just making yeah. a comparison here real quick. Um, okay, Thor spoilers. Mark, cover your ears and put your, take your earphones out of your ear. Um, I'm all right. I mean, You're all right? We're giving old move, Cotton. Let's see if it plays out. All right, all right, all right. Just, 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 tw just tweet out something. I mean, just, just DM 
something when you when I'm ready when you want me to come back in. All right, you leaving now? Yeah, no, I'm leaving now. All right, I'm leaving. All right, leave Mark. All right, Mark has left temporarily. I think about what goes on. Okay, Thor Ragnarok spoilers. You don't want to hear Thor Ragnarok spoilers. Probably skip ahead for at least the next two minutes. So, okay, Zanger, you saw Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. At the end of Thor, he has no hammer. He they cut his hair, and he has only one eye now. That requ- like if they did that like after like the second movie, people would have a problem with that. Yeah, people are so oh, fu- are so fully invested now in this movie, in these movies. They can do whatever they want with the main characters. Everyone's like, "Yeah, best Thor movie ever." I'm not disagreeing. No pushback on that. No, I I think it's a great movie. I mean, I'm gonna nitpick it in our review, which will be out by the time this episode comes out. So, I mean, there's that. But I mean, it's it's good. It's it's got its issues, but I mean, that's that's. That's me running up to the pyramids and basically taking a pickaxe to them. I mean, they're going to be there, but I might do a little bit of damage to them. <laughs> I like that analogy. Uh, but no, that's just that's just why I feel like. Is I, I People think about Thor's now been in the public consciousness pretty much every year, except for maybe, what, last year? Well, Seems. here's the other thing. Think, th- think about this. What do you think of the other Thor movies, honestly? This Thor, okay. No, 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 no. Not, you, you cannot talk about this Thor. Dark oh. World and the first one. What well, did you okay. think of them? Well, uh, I'm going to tell you my thoughts on the other two Thor movies by, by making an analogy. Okay. Um, it's going to involve Ragnarok. Or, I'm sorry, comparison. Think about, okay, The Dark Knight. The reason why The Dark Knight is so popular is because it's not a comic book movie. It's a thriller with comic book elements. That's why The Dark Knight was as popular as it was. All right. For Ragnarok, it's not a superhero movie. It's a comedy with superhero elements in it. All right. The the, the first and second Thor are early to early to mid two thousands level comic book movies, and by that time, those sort of comic book movies have died out. The first Thor and Thor: The Dark World have more in common with X Men: The Last Stand than they do pretty much with any other MCU film. And that's the reason why, and that's just how the public's tastes have changed over the years. And that's right. without that's without approving or disapproving of Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok's fine. It's a comedy. Thor is not really Thor anymore. Thor's, Thor was always a stoic character in the comics. His humor usually derives from fish-out-of-water antics. Oh, um, this, I've, I've, I've got this... This this tankard of mead, and let 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 me make yep. a joke about your forefathers. Yes, your capsule Thor review. Anything else you want to say about Thor Ragnarok, Zenger? Uh, listen to the episode of Zingness for <laughs> previous week, where me and Ellie will discuss our opinions on the movie. Make sure to check that out, folks. You can also get you can hear about Zeng, uh, Ellie's theater where people cheered for the Crystal Fox and not for the Thor. Which will mean that she was cheering for the Crystal Fox. You know what's really funny? During, I, I always make a point that anytime a Star Wars trailer plays in front of a movie I'm watching, I always try to gauge the crowd's response. And I've, I have, I've never seen a Star Wars trailer in the modern era, post-Disney, where people have actually positively reacted to the Star Wars trailer. During the Rogue One trailers, people would actually laugh at it, which is really it was the strangest thing at the time. <laughs> Disney's making money off of this, but like, no, like you laughed. But I remember, like, because again, like when I saw Captain America: Civil War, I saw that too opening night. So like, I'm in a, like a crowded theater, and people were genuinely laughing at that trailer. 
like no one was taking it seriously and and that wasn't like oh like nobody took the the whole like anything else the trailers like i guess like i told you guys in um when we were talking before this during my showing of four ragnarok the only trailer that got a genuine response out of a, a i mean like a crowded theater was a jumanji trailer that was the only trailer i have like the 20 that played was the one that got a response justice justice league got no response last jedi got no response I, I forget what else is played. Daddy's Home, I think, got like no res- or not Daddy's Home. Whatever, yeah, Daddy's Home too. Whatever it is with with uh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. It's that was the only trailer. Jumanji and John I Cena. Just, yeah, John Cena's laugh. in that movie too. Oh, who cares? It's John Cena. He's worse. He's a worse actor. He's the he's he's the Rock if he couldn't act or he had no charisma. I don't like John Cena. Knights of Vader taking a lot of shots this week at celebrities and other podcasts. <laughs> Mark, are you still here? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. No one. Okay. Thor Ragnarok. Go see it. It's a comedy. Yeah, I'm going to be seeing it. It's not it. superhero movies. comedy. I'm going to be seeing it uh, tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow night, uh, my wife and I are going to go. Hey, Zenger, why don't you type Crystal Fox into Urban Dictionary and tell me what comes up? All right. You guys can talk for a minute. This might take okay. a few seconds. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, remember, this is a PG-rated podcast. Uh, but no, going back to uh, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy... I, I, I guess I, I'm intrigued by this at the same like I think Ryan Johnson tweeted out earlier this morning or I'm sorry not this morning earlier this afternoon was that he's like oh I, I wanted you all to enjoy the last Jedi before this but now I really really want you to enjoy the last Jedi I, again I feel this is once again Lucasfilm putting the cart before the horse uh, clearly they must have test audiences they obviously tested this film they wouldn't you do not hire a man for three films, whether obviously directing three, directing one, producing two, you do not you do not announce someone unless you have extreme confidence in him. So this this must be testing out to out the wazoo. So they they obviously feel good about him. I'd love to him to get the clout from directing a well put together Star Wars film that makes a ton of money. Then he could go on and do something else that he wants to, like something really again not not like another looper. But something like a wholly original product, a product that's his, that that's really that would let him do whatever he wants. He has the clout. But now that he's being sucked back into this universe for at least another five to six years, it, it's like think about that. Like if, if these rumors turn out to be true, Ryan Johnson's gonna be up there. Forget JJ. JJ is a um, a hired hired help. He's he he does this because he's just a corporate stooge. But like after George Lucas, he's gonna be next in line for the most amount of Star Wars films directed. True. All right, all right, you guys, ready? Oh God. Urban Dictionary definition for Crystal Fox. There aren't any definitions for Crystal Fox yet. Can you define it? Question mark. Wow. I have the option of define it or random word. I have I, clicked I, random word. <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> the no. word is Alex. That, that's random. <laughs> Someone that resembles a little Danny DeVito. <laughs> that makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I I think we sh- I think we should do for your for the the Zenger or Zeng this Last Jedi review. I think it should include Ellie defining what a Crystal Fox is. I'll allow it. I think that should be part of the thing, like to get like attention. It's like it's like visit Zengvis for more information on crystal foxes. Are you allowed to advertise Urban Dictionary definition? So we've talked about the. Okay, anything else anyone want to say about the Ryan Johnson trilogy thing? Any other ideas? I, 
I have no clue where this could go, to be honest. So that's my opinion on it. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we uh, I think we cover the bases. Like I said, um, so far, no, there's no hint uh, as to what as to what it can be from like official sources, or much less from uh, you know other uh, usual suspects like making Star Wars or Star Wars news. Net. No, no, nobody has any insight on this at the at the, at the moment. It's too uh, early. Too yes, yeah, too early. Uh, there's no date set yet. Uh, the announcement even says no dates yet. Uh, all we just know is new characters, uh, you know, explore a new part of the lore, uh, and that JJ will be involved in the creative process, you know, for this trilogy. But they what? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, what? not not JJ. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh God, you got uh, Ryan, me scared. Ryan can't Johnson. do that. Ryan Johnson will be will be uh, you know the one that's going to be involved in the creative process of this trilogy. And he's at, he's going to uh, you know write and direct at least the first one that, of the trilogy. He'll, he'll, he'll do that. He could do the other two, but you know, all right, we don't know that. I, I had a great idea. Imagine if Lucasfilm had a contest like what they do for like, like these little like small towns in the middle of nowhere, where you could be Lucasfilm like CEO for like a whole day. And I re- basically it's like when they, like they let, like a dog be mayor of like a small town. I imagine, imagine if they had a contest like that, and I get to be in charge of Lucasfilm for a day. You know what my first act would be? What? Okay. I would put a restraining order on J.J. Abrams. He's not allowed within, what, 500 yards of the Lucasfilm headquarters. That would be my first rule. J.J. Abrams is not allowed anywhere near the Star Wars anymore. Like, make a very clear line around the perimeter, and it says, no J.J. welcome. That would be my first job. <laughs> That would be my first thing. That I, I, actually might be my only thing I do. Like after that, like you know what, I can sleep easy now. I, I, you know what, I've done my duty. I've kept JJ away from the Star Wars. Deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> this is a horrible podcast, folks. This is horrible. Okay, this is something else I wanted to bring up. This is what I think is weird about this announcement. Why make this announcement now on November 9th at like four o'clock in the afternoon? Eastern Standard Time. Why do this now? Like, this is such, it's such a weird, like, like were they afraid that this was, new? like, when announcements like this happen, it leads me to believe that it probably because it was either going to break, like, the story was going to break, like, like, like one of the, the, the trades were going to report it. Like I guess I don't take any of the fan sites seriously. So, like, but it's so weird. Like, why not wait until, like, February? And announce this. It's like it's like, like when like things are kind of slowing down. Like the Last Jedi's more or less made the majority of its money. Han Solo is still a month away from really getting its marketing into into like like heavy like a heavy duty push. And like why not do that? Like you, like you make this announcement like on a slow day, and you like release one piece of concept art, like a really vague piece of concept art, it's like where you really have no idea what it is you're looking at unless you have some sort of context. Like, why not do that? Like, why release this? Now, never mind. There's another thing we didn't talk about yet. Was the the announcement that they're doing a, a live action TV series? Wait, what? Oh, you didn't hear about that? No. Well, today Disney had one of its quarterly earnings calls, and Bob Iger said that when his Disney streaming service, this kind of ties in nicely what we kind of ranted and raved about for the first half an hour. Part of Disney's streaming service that they're putting out in 2019, they're going to have a Star Wars live action series, a Marvel live action series, a Monsters University TV series, or Monsters Inc. I don't know which 
incarnation they're doing. And they're doing a high school musical TV series. Interesting. Yes, I am more excited about the high school musical thing than I am about the Star Wars or the Marvel. That's not sarcastic, by the way. I love me some some high school musical. <sighs> it's high school musical. Something, 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 something. Okay, I lost my train of thought. Thanks. <laughs> so you're right. Um, that's what you get for, for making me go off the rails for the last hour and a half. Oh, man, that's what I do. That's what you do? You're the derailer? Yeah. Uh, but no, so you, but anyway, going back on, I think that's so weird though, that why they're, they're announcing this now. It's like, it's a month before, I think about like, okay, not to use me again as an example. I think I've made it pretty loud and clear. I am not a enthusiastic fan of The Force Awakens. And imagine, I don't like that. And let's just say for the sake of argument, I don't like The Last Jedi for whatever reason. Let's just say I don't like it. Do I just resign myself from Star Wars for the next decade? Like, do I just sit there and say, you know what? Like, they clearly they don't want like what Rogue One was a happy accident, and they want no parts of why that was successful. They want no parts of it. That again, maybe it's maybe it was just, it was again a happy accident. Think about that. We have a JJ Episode Nine. We have a Ron Howard cobbled together Han Solo movie, which we still have to talk about the fact that the rumors they reshot over eighty percent of that film, which I'm honestly believe they did that because in order to get lord miller's name removed from the credits they probably legally had to have ron howard reshoot the scenes there's probably more to that rumor that people are willing to give credit so you have that and then you have 10 years worth of ryan johnson star wars movies like if you don't like the direction the last jedi takes is there any point in being a star wars fan anymore i mean is there people out there so just like the original trilogy like I legitimately even, just only accept that as what Star Wars is to them. I, I don't even think it's that. I'm just wondering. I, I don't I don't think I don't think it's an issue of just liking that exclusively. I just think it's an overall creative direction that they're going in from now on. Think about it. Out of all the filmmakers in Hollywood, like there are so many talented filmmakers working right now. Out of all of them, there's only two of them that Lucasfilm seems to get along with. Two out of all of Hollywood. Maybe like, that's look, that's by like choice that they like those are the only two that like prefer to that they prefer to work with. That's think about it. Lucasfilm is in charge of the most one of the most profitable IPs in cinema right now. That's one of the most one of the most, if not the most beloved IP in cinematic history. And out of all the filmmakers there are there are only two that are actually in consideration because they get along with the current administration there. Like, isn't that, isn't that like horrible? I get it. There's problems, but like, there's so many filmmakers like, in these movies. The thing, thing about star Wars is that star Wars is going to make money. Like I've always joked, you can have star Wars episode 27. and It's George Lucas reading the newspaper as he eats lunch. It would make a billion dollars by lunchtime opening day. It's like, you can, oh, George R. Binks, his stock is up. Lucas would not read the stock page. He, I, I figure he's either a sports guy or the funny pages. Uh, uh, Garfield's really at it again today. Zanger, we haven't had a force detour in a while. Did you give up on those? No, you just haven't asked for them. Oh, okay. Maybe I have to give you an assignment, because we are going to start getting into Festivus Month soon. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so there's going to be something that I could, over Thanksgiving, I am going to work on my, I'm going to finally kind of nail down my, my force awakens rant for 90 minutes. 
there's going to be bathroom breaks a lot during that time span as well. Because, so, again, everyone's going to be sitting there for a while. Oh, thank um, you. There we go. See, I, I, see, I'm a benevolent dictator. So, mm. but anyway, though, going back to what I was originally saying was, I don't know, going with the Star Wars, though. It's like, you can have all these filmmakers, and there are so many talented people. Look at Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards delivered a film with the help quote unquote of Tony Gilroy that made over five hundred million dollars in the US and a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah, I don't think Gareth Edwards is signed on to work on anything. Think about it. the guy made a billion dollar film, yet he has not announced a follow up project a year after the movie came out. Isn't that just spooky to anyone? It's a little weird. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. I'm, I'm looking up I'm looking up his IMDB right now. Let me see if he has any upcoming pro, uh, projects. No, I, I, I do not see any... Okay, let me make sure. Unless I'm reading it wrong, I do not see any in-development projects right now. I made this issue a couple like episodes ago, maybe a little bit longer ago, is that like after Lucasfilm now has fired Josh Trank, and that was deservedly so, they, they relieved Gareth Edwards, again, can't put enough quotation marks around that word, so I won't even try, of his directorial duties... They fired Lord Miller in a pub, like in a humiliatingly public fashion, where they actually sat there, made them out to be the bad guys. Let's take Thor Ragnarok for example. Taiko Watiti. There's no way Taiko Watiti is going to go to a Lucasfilm, a Lucasfilm project after how he saw Lord Miller were treated. Oh like, no, heck no. Like, like, didn't he tweet? I could have sworn he tweeted out like right after the Lord and Miller story came out, where someone like asked him, like, "Hey, do you want to work on a Star Wars film?" And he like replied with, "I enjoy actually finishing the projects I start." And it's like, it, and that's why I mean, sick though. burn, sick burn. It was, it was a really good burn. Shots fired. It was no, but think about it, though. It's like there are Air so horns many talented. Everywhere. There's so many talented people working in Hollywood right now. Now I know there's the obvious candidates, like, like. Ava DuVarnay, Patty Jenkins, so on and so forth. But it's like you have all the know. Why don't you get a no name? Why don't no. you get somebody? Mm. No, why not? Why don't mm. you get somebody that, that 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 could start their career on something like this? Because they don't have the experience working with that sort of. You know, over I, too many moving pieces for an up and comer. Way uh, too okay. many moving pieces. Okay, I'm just that's, saying. Well, that's what happened with Gareth Edwards. He only directed like one film or no two films. And obviously, whatever his vision or his, he wasn't up to the task of what Lucasfilm wanted him to do. Even look at Josh Trank on Fant Four Stick. He had a meltdown after directing Chronicle. And look what happened with Colin Trevorrow. He did Safety Not Guaranteed and Jurassic World, and that fell apart. That's another director Lucasfilm fired. As happy as I am that Trevorrow got fired, it's still another black mark on Lucasfilm's resume in the sense of who they keep sitting there firing. Like even take, for example, the guy who directed La La Land, Damien Chazelle, really talented guy. I guess I, I really liked La La Land. He also did Whiplash. Whiplash is one of the best films, if not the best film that came out that year. It was released in. You're not going to get talent like that to come in because, A, they're not going to have any creative control whatsoever. And then, B, they're absolutely terrified that if they do get any sort of creative control, Lucasfilm's going to pull the rug out from underneath them. It's, it's like I can it's, see that. And that's what's going to happen. And that's what you're. That's what's happening right now. Think about it. You have think about it. Lucasfilm keeps talking about how they have ten years worth of projects. You have those ten years worth of projects. We have J.J. Abrams, a washed up Ron Howard, and Ryan Johnson, who's going to be living in this world for the next ten years, which is good. Like if Ryan Johnson wants to do this, 
I wish him the best of luck. Not taking any of this away from Ryan Johnson. I'm just stating a, 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 a perspective on all this. Like I said, they make good movies. Who cares? But it's kind of like what happened with Harry Potter. The, it's one guy who's been directing all the Harry Potter films for over a decade now. It's it's one person. You know why? Because, it, again, not to connect things, but I have a feeling that J.K. Rowling has a very similar mindset to Kathleen Kennedy. Just a very similar perspective on things and how things are run. And, the, and it's just an idea, but it's considering the fact that J.K. Rowling has her favorites, and they've been sticking with... Think about it. Um, what's his name? David Yates directed... Order of the Phoenix, um, Half-Blood Prince, Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2, and then came back five years later and is doing Fantastic Beast. And like, where you have to find one, them. And where to find them. And that's what I mean, though. It's like you have one person controlling. Like, you have Harry Potter. Look at, like, everybody loves Prisoner of Azkaban. Yet, look at the same time, it's the le- I think it's the lowest grossing film of the entire series. But I think it's the best. Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, my God. You're, you're, you get me on this. Um, Prisoner of Azkaban is, I think, one of the best Harry Potter stories because it introduces so many interesting characters, and it's kind of when Harry Potter goes from being a kid's book to more of a adult-themed book, in my opinion. Yeah, Azkaban made the least amount of money out of all the Harry Potters. I still liked it. I no, I no. That's why if you ask any Harry Potter fan what their favorite film was, they're going to tell you it was. It's either Deathly Hallows Part Two. Or Prisoner of Azkaban. It's, it's and book wise, it's about the same answer too. Oh, I, I don't. I can't speak to the books. Um, but that's what I mean, though. And like you have an Al- Alfonso Cuarón, out of all the Harry Potter directors, is the only genuine auteur in the group. Like Chris Chris Columbus isn't uh, isn't an auteur, not by any way, shape, or means. Anyway, though, it's just it's just it's disheartening in a creative sense. There are so many talented filmmakers out there. Like at this point, like if, if Lucasfilm could sit there, like, steal Patty Jenkins away from Warner Brothers after she's done making the 12 Wonder Woman films and probably could eventually direct a Justice League film. I'd love to see her take. I'd love to see Jordan Peele's take on Star Wars. I, it's, it's, but these guys are, or these filmmakers are never going to go to Lucasfilm because after what's happened now, there's no way, unless they promised them an absurd amount of money. That's the only other way I could see this happening. And, and again, and they also don't want the reputation of being corporate shells. Like I used to make the joke saying like uh, Brett Ratner was a corporate shell. So I'd say like, oh, they don't want to be another Brett Ratner. But now I can't say that because that has a completely different now connotation. So I have to amend that and just say bland term like corporate shell. So there goes calling people you. Brett Ratners. Yeah, that's, that's slander now. Calling someone a Brett Ratner was just an insult before. Now it's genuine slander. All right. Should we, should we save the Star Wars TV series for another day? Yes. Anything else you want to say about the Ryan? I think from now on we're calling it the Ryan Johnson trilogy. I want to see more. I want to see more of what this is going to be. I, I, we have nothing to go on right now but speculation, and and I mean we've obviously said our piece about that, but I mean I don't know. I just I kind of want to see what they're doing because this seems like the greatest mystery of all time. Of where is this going? Well, I have, I have to ask. When's the earliest that you think we're going to be seeing this? Oh, two years. Two years, anything. Well, can't be. Two years is the um, is uh, episode nine. Yeah, I don't think it's going to start doing anything until that's oh. done. Don't want to well, distract I, mean, I, mean, I mean, what do you think we're getting this in theaters? Like, when oh. do you think we're, we're going to be sitting oh. in the theater watching this? Um, four years. So you think 2021? Sure. All, all well-thought-out opinions end with the phrase, sure. Sure.
<laughs> All right, Mark, what do you think? I'm going to have to say probably you know, at least 2021 as well. Um, so, you maybe, think we're gonna, so you think we're not going to get – this is not going to go directly from Episode 9 into this. You're going to get something in the middle between them? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll get that third spinoff. We may – you know what? Now that I think about it, we may have a little break um, from Star Wars movies between – like, uh, there'll be a movie in 2020, and then maybe like in like two, three years, we'll have that, you know, a new trilogy or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing here. Um, yeah, I think one one of the things I've learned with Disney and, and you know the, the Disney era of Lucasfilm is that things are unpredictable. And, oh, that's for sure. And you never know when something can happen. Um, for all we know, tomorrow there's an announcement that. The solo that solo, you know, the the spin the Star Wars story is, will be pushed back to December. You know, you don't know that. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, all things considered, I find that hard to believe it's going to happen. You know, especially with the merchandise and the merchandising stuff, and you know that oh, that. Oh, wing. oh, I got okay. Real quick, there's a good point I want to bring up to that. I'm not sure you guys remember this though, but in the summer of 2012, I think it was 2012, it was like G.I. Joe, the second G.I. Joe movie, the one with The Rock, the one where they killed Channing Tatum. That mm-hmm. was supposed to come out like in June of 2012. And I kid you not, two weeks before the movie came out, they delayed the movie into like next February or next March. Mm-hmm. And, the to- and the best part was all the toys were already out on shelves and they had to be pulled back put in a warehouse for like nine months and then reshipped back to the, to the, the, the all the toy stores, the Walmarts. So I, I, you know, I agree with you, Mark. I do believe that Han Solo is in, is in fact coming out in May, but there is a precedent for a film to get pushed back just weeks before its release with the toys already out on shelves. And as Zenger knows, GI Joe is huge when it comes to toys. Right. Yes. Almost mm. as huge as Transformers. Almost as huge as Transformers. That's so. There is precedent there, though. They, they, in all honesty, we could be getting a Lucasfilm announcement sometime in like January or February of. Oh, we're going to push this back until December. Would not it's, surprise it's, anybody. It, it's it's not again. It's not likely, but it's definitely within the realm of possibilities. I would agree with that. All right. So on that note, so ends the worst episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at KOV Podcast. Make sure to check out SkywardFunSupply.com for all your Star Wars toy needs. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes. And as well, you might you if you do leave us a review, you can enter to win a Spider-Man Homecoming digital copy. Please see the link in the description for details. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach on Twitter, at RogueKnight, K-N-I-T-E. Where can people find you guys? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SWMegaFan. Uh, you can find me on the Knights of Vader podcast. I feel I did enough promotion for my own on this episode, so I'm not going to promote that. You can also find me at Zinger8 on Twitter as well, where I will post whatever saw my mind that day. And also make sure to check out Zengness for their inevitable Thor Ragnarok review, which will most likely be out by the time you're listening to this. Yes, it will be out. Like make sure for a few make, days. Make sure to let Zenger know that you are clearly Crystal Fox. This is a Crystal Fox, a pro Crystal that. Fox. Oh, I never <laughs> looked up what Porg was on Chris. I mean, on no, Urban Dictionary. No, 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 no. You better nope. end this podcast quick. <laughs> <sighs>
this is this is an awful episode. Like, like seriously, I always thought like some of the other episodes were really bad, but like you know what? This is genuinely the worst. We need someone to keep us. Like, I need Jim to come back so we can sit there. He was always good at keeping me on on track. Jim has to return from the netherworld of force. Someone has to teach Jim how to come back as a force. Oh man, I, I got I got the definition for porg now. You better end this now. Oh boy. Alrighty, everybody, have a good night. Thanks, Urban Dictionary. Bye. <laughs>